Let's misbehave. And I'm back. Hello, holy cow. Can you believe I am this regular? I am your cod liver oil baby. I'm coming to you every single Saturday. Maybe Friday if you're lucky, but it's every Saturday. How are you? I don't care. So, brief uh, little update. I was seeing this girl. I'm no longer seeing this girl. So we went out, we were having fun, we were talking for a while. And then I just say, oh, I don't have AIDS. And she goes, oh yeah, I don't have AIDS either. I I don't have AIDS either. As you you say, it's very rare. Because this girl was 20, so she she was young. I'd be shocked if she had AIDS. In fact, if she had AIDS, I would just assume that she just got it from her mother who had AIDS. But anyway, so... And I say, yeah, I live a clean lifestyle, I don't smoke, drink, and I almost never have caffeine. And then she kind of goes, oh, wow, you live a clean life? I'm like, yep, I don't have any STDs. And she goes, oh, well, I don't have any life-threatening STDs. Interesting. Go ahead and uh, run that by me again. I don't have any life-threatening ones. And then she kind of looks down and says, oh, I have, I have, I have herpes. Which is disgusting. Honestly, that is so gross. If you're 20 and you have herpes, you have no self-respect. <clears throat> and you know, I, I get it. You're, you're young, you're hot, you're, you're on the town, you wanna, and this, this is not just girls, this, this is guys too, you know. You wanna, you wanna meet the other people. Sex is fun. Every, you know, there's no one that's in a sound mind that's gonna deny that, it's fun. We, we, all, we all enjoy it, but there's a line. I am very responsible. Like if a girl says, oh, you don't need a condom, I'm on, I'm on the pill, I go, I'm wearing a fucking condom because how many guys have you said that to? You know, Big X said on one of our previous episodes when we were watching that BuzzFeed video, he said, oh, you know, if she's having sex with me on the first date, she's fucking you, she's fucking my friend, she fucked Steven twice, and everyone knows that's how he rolls. And he's right. I... I think slut shaming it's a it's a wonderful thing. I think we need to bring back slut shaming. And it's not like oh you're a slut, let's let's just make fun of you, but we need to discourage this. This is how you nip it at the bud, so to speak. <coughs> Excuse me. So I had an argument with a friend. You know, my, my arguments rarely get heated when they're with my friends. Sometimes they get passionate, but we never get in each other's faces and say, yeah, I'm going to kill you. Oh, never talk to me again. Like something similar that happened with my dad and my cousin because my dad's conservative and my cousin's a liberal, so my cousin can't speak to my dad anymore because my cousin sees my father as the enemy of, of everything. If you're a conservative, you hate everything. My friends are generally more moderates. Some are conservative, as you know, but most of them, they're more moderate, maybe a little more left-leaning. And one guy was saying, because he said abortion should be legal and a Planned Parenthood's a good thing and blah, 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 whatever. So he said, you can't fix dumb teenage lust. Yes, you can. And all it takes is good education. Yeah. If you're a 15 or 16 year old guy and a girl says you can have sex with me and come in me, 
the dumb kids are going to be drooling and his, his blood's going to be pumping. He's going, blah, 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 blah. He's going to be that wolf from Looney Tunes. That, <laughs> his heart's just pumping out of his chest. That's just, that's just what he's going to turn into, of course. But you need to educate these kids a little more. You know, the baby is a human being. Everyone who is listening, every single one of you, was not aborted. Just think about that. Think about your life. Your life may not be good. It may not be bad. It may be horrible. It may be the life. You may be the guy that Weird Al was singing about over the opening credits of Johnny Dangerously. That could be you. <coughs> but you would not be here if you were aborted. So consider that. It, it's this, this idea that it's taught, and of course it comes from liberal academia. <coughs> Still coughing, sorry. It's liberal academia that makes it seem like, oh, it, you know, it's, it's the woman's body. It, it's her choice. You, you, you shouldn't come at it like, if you kill a baby, you're a sinner, you're horrible. How dare you? Because you're going to make kids go, oh, you're being silly. Because when you present an extreme to a child, their natural instinct is to do the opposite. But when you come at it fair, like, now, now, son, let me tell you why. But son, I'm going to kick your ass because you're wrong. That kid's going to get worse. Or... Don't you do that, you motherfucker. Oh, I'm going to do that. That's just how it operates. You need to be more moderate. You know, this is a baby. When I was 11, we had to do a health report. I could not tell you what I did mine on. I don't remember. But there was one that I remember. It was a girl who did a report on abortion and how abortions were bad. And then what she did was pretty much bring up the gruesome aspects. It was Mel Gibson's The Passion of the Abortion. All she did was show all the tools they used to kill the baby and basically say, yeah, they stabbed the baby to death, they yank it out of the womb. And of course, that's not too far off, but when you present that to kids, I mean, I heard that, I'm like, okay, you're just a fucking nut. You're saying this shit because you just want to scare everyone. Oh, it's not that. A baby's just a bundle of cells. I don't think that now. I think it's a baby. I, I look at a baby as a really stupid kid, because when I was five years old, I was dumb. When I was 11 years old, I was dumb. When I was 18, I was dumb. I consider myself pretty intelligent now, but I've come a long way. I've learned a lot. I've opened myself up to both sides, which is what you have to do when you just tune out one side and look at it like, yeah, you're a crazy Bible thumper. Then, yeah, you're going you're gonna to lean to one side, and then you're going to cling to it. But you have these girls that, you know, oh, you know, slut walk and blah, blah, blah. And don't parade being a slut. It's not a good thing. I, I don't respect the girl that sleeps with me the first night. Yeah, if I really like the girl or we've been talking for a long time and something like that, sure, if I, if I trust her. But if a girl's just, we meet, we had coffee, go back to my place or her place, and then we just have sex, I... I'm, I'm kind of uncomfortable. I don't want to do that, but to me, it's just like, well, I'm probably never going to see this girl again. I'm uninterested in her, so I'll just sleep with her, and that'll be it. I'll never talk to her again, because I'm not going to see her again, so I'm not going to have to think about it. And most of these girls that sleep with me, they don't talk to me again, but the girls that I do sleep with and I say, oh, I, I'll call you tomorrow, and I do, they, I continue talking to them because we respect each other. We like each other, but I'm not saying I'm bad in bed, so they uh, just say, oh, I'm not talking to this guy again, but I never leave them with the impression that, like, oh, I'll call you. I just say, bye.
because I want them to think I don't respect them. So I told this girl with, with the herpes, when she, she put me in the friend zone because I, I didn't talk to her for three weeks. I'm like, uh, I don't want to talk to this girl because I don't want to be in a relationship with someone with herpes. If I can't have sex with my girlfriend ever, I don't want to be in a relationship with her. That's crazy. Because by the way, when they tell you, you know, 80 or 90% of people have herpes, it's, it's the, the virus that gives you the oral herpes. And that can give you genital herpes. It's not 80 or 90% of people have sores on their penis, vagina, or asshole. That's retarded. Adam ruins everything is, is incredibly one-sided. Please, people, stop getting your information from College Humor and The Daily Show. Look at independent media. Look it up yourself. Do not get it from comedians. It, granted, you're getting some information from me, but I'm not a journalist. I'm an entertainer. But anyway, back to the, the crux of this. She says, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm an emotional wreck, and I don't really want to be in a relationship right now. Can we be friends? And I said, oh, yeah, that's fine, because I have a girlfriend now anyway. And she goes, oh, my God, I am not down with that. I'm like, oh, so you only want to be friends if I'm single she goes oh I just don't want to deal with your craziness bye and then she blocked me I don't have a girlfriend I just said that because I figured that if she's a crazy person that just wants to be friends until it's convenient for her to say okay you can you can be my boyfriend now I don't want anything to do with that that's not person that is a good friend but if she says oh that that's fine yeah I'm, I'm not interested in any romantic relationship so that makes it easier for me then, okay, that's a person that wants a true friendship. But this girl has herpes at 20, and I think it's just funny that she called me crazy. You let some guy you don't know, because she told me this, oh, I, I, I went out with this guy, and then I got herpes from him. Yeah, you let a stranger you don't know put his, put his organs into your sex box, unprotected. Like, his dick just right in the fuck hole, and then he probably came in you... This is the kind of person, are, are you okay with abortions? Because at 20, you probably aren't ready for a baby. Slut shaming is a good thing. Because no one wants a slut. I don't want a slut because, oh, she's damaged good. She's, she's bad water. No, because I don't want a girl who's just going to get bored one night when I'm sick or I'm busy and then is going to go out and fuck some other guy. I don't want that. I don't want a girl that has syphilis or gonorrhea or herpes or AIDS. I don't want that. I don't want that. I want a girl who's reliable. I want a girl who's, who's reserved and is in control of her emotions. Oh, I'm horny? Well, I'll fix it myself. I don't need to get it from some guy. I want a girl who is one-on-one. -on -one. And all men, you should want that too. Yeah, players, you're going to go out every night. You're going to win. You're going to fuck a different girl. You're going to fuck a different hot girl. Good for you. I'm not saying, players, stop what you're doing. It's sinful. Live my life. If that's the life you want to win, go ahead. But women, unless you want a good man, please, keep being sluts. But I'm sorry. If you want a good man, you need to be more chaste. You need to have self-control, and you can say, oh, you're mansplaining. Yeah, <coughs> I am. Whatever you say I am, whatever you say I'm doing, white-splaining, mansplaining, straight-splaining, too fucking bad. I am explaining it to you. You put a label on it, but if you're denying it, you're hiding from the truth. Men that you want to be with, respectable men, 
men with full heads of hair, men who are intelligent, men who are strong, men who are physically fit, men with drive, men with stability. These men do not want you fucking a different man every night. They're not the kind of man that's going to be okay with you having two or three other partners and then you can come home to me and cuddle after you fuck some guys. I was on a stream with Sargon of Akkad and a few other guys that had harmful opinions and it was some guy from the Huffington Post that's like, oh, I'm perfectly comfortable in my relationship with my girlfriend who has other partners. And he didn't have other partners. He would just wait for her when she would come home from fucking dudes. And that's pathetic. Women, you're, you're not going to get what you want from that guy. But they do it because they know the guys they're fucking aren't going to commit to them. <clears throat> but men, you, you can't let women get away with this. When women are being catty, oh, that girl's a slut. Maybe that girl isn't a slut and those girls are jelly. They went, they went to jelly school. Their favorite sandwich is peanut butter and jelly. Maybe not, but men, you know, you can't call a woman a slut because she won't fuck you. You're dumb, but men, you have to hold women accountable. If, if you know a girl and she fucks a different guy every night, don't fuck her. Don't fuck her. Don't seriously date her. Yeah, maybe I'm not saying don't be friends with her, but let her know that's gross. You want nothing to do with it. Tell her, be forward. And if it hurts her feelings, too bad. That's reality. So enough about sluts. Speaking of sluts, speaking of dumb sluts, I did see Star Wars Rogue One. Now I said I wasn't going to see it. And I, I said it over Twitter. I don't know if I said it here. But I said, you know, I'm boycotting it. It doesn't deserve my money. It doesn't. It doesn't deserve my money. It doesn't deserve your money. It doesn't deserve anybody's money. But the theater shouldn't suffer. The movie industry is the best thing in America to support. It's almost always made in America. Yeah, they shoot movies overseas, you know, in Australia or Vancouver. They, they do a lot of stuff like that. England, you know, Pinewood Studios is a, is a hot spot. But think about everyone that employs. Obviously, the actors are overpaid, but the movies make money. They demand it. Whatever. Baby, give it up. So it, it employs actors. It employs directors, editors, producers, set designers. And a lot of these set designers, these are people, they work as interior decorators or they go to art school. So they, they give good jobs to these people. Um, script doctors, people that don't write screenplays, but they, they look at it and they make a few changes. Okay, this will make this more coherent. This will do this. Oh, we can you know add this in for better flow. People that get good jobs as maybe... Not necessarily film majors, but English majors. Some of these people don't have film degrees, but it's a good job. Costume designers, yeah. Oh, why aren't there enough? Why aren't there enough female directors? We need to make it. We need to take it upon ourselves to give more female directors a chance. There's plenty of female directors out there. Not as many as men, but you know what? There's a lot of female costume designers. A lot of females that do hair and makeup. A lot of female set designers. A lot of women work in Hollywood. You know what else there are? It's caterers. There's construction workers. You may see them as best boy or key grip. They're pretty much construction workers. Gaffers, guys that hold lights. Caterers. I think I said caterers twice. But it's very important because I love food. All these great jobs. Drivers. The guy that gets coffee. The guy that answers the phones. Secretary. The, the girl in the mail room. 
the lawyers, the security that's hired, the people that build the cars for it, even the, the gasoline. I mean, a lot of people, oh, big oil, whatever. It's still, those are people that work at gas stations. Big oil gives a lot of little jobs, and not just from there, but there's also the movie theater chains. You know, there's the drivers that deliver the movies, and there's all the low people, like the people that do the distribution for the popcorn and the icy and all the candy. You know, that all comes from somewhere. I love the movie industry. It's such an important thing, plus all the kids that work at the movie theaters. It's a good job. Whenever I see that ad, get your start in the movie industry, it makes me cringe. I hate it so much. Oh, if you don't know this, it's a Regal only. Get your start in the movie industry. Work at a Regal theater and just say, oh my gosh. Please don't advertise it like that. It makes me hate it. Makes makes me feel bad for the people that work there. But it's a it's a job you work at. It's It's not a good job, but when you're 16 or 17, Whatever, that's perfectly fine. You know, they're, they're, this is this is a, a huge industry that creates a lot of jobs, and I'm happy to give my money to the theaters. I'm not always happy to give my money to movies. So that being said, Rogue One, when I said it doesn't deserve your money, no, it sucks. <clears throat> it sucks ass. Now I don't know if I covered this with the Force Awakens, but. My problem with The Force Awakens, a lot of people complain, oh, it's just a Star Wars movie. That doesn't bother me because after the prequels, the prequels are drastically different from the, the original trilogy. Tonally, stylistically, they're completely different. So it's nice to get back to basics. So with Force Awakens, I'll, I'll take that. It's, you're biting a tiny bullet. You're biting a bullet of it's a, a loose remake, soft reboot, whatever. To, it's just trying to get the series back on track which I like about it. My complaints about it are rave. Daisy Ridley is a fine actress. She's a, she's a very capable, and she's, she's good at what she does. Her, her problem has nothing to do with her performance. It's just that Ray is written poorly. It's easy mode. So you have Luke that took him 10 years. That's, that's the span between Star Wars and Return of the Jedi. It's 10 years. It took him 10 years to do what... It seemed to have taken Ray like three days, and yeah, oh well, she looks like she was trained before. She seems to have been left on this planet. Well, I don't know that. So to me, every scene with her is tensionless because she can do everything. That's my only real problem with the Force Awakens. I thought Han Solo was super fun. The humor was fun, even though it is really out of place for the series because it's like nonstop jokes. Whatever, we're we're reintroducing the franchise. Don't care. So I guess this is kind of my Force Awakens review too, if you don't remember that. But because uh, we, we did talk about it last year, so Han Solo was fun. Uh, Kylo Ren may be my favorite character in all of Star Wars. It, that is like the most grounded and realistic character. He's got real emotion. He has real plights. I I like this character. He's well written. He's awesome. I like the design of him. I liked his performance of Captain Phasma sucked too. But he caught a, a, a blast from a gun. That was sweet. Okay, there we go. Overall, I give it about a 7 out of 10. It's hard for me to watch it repeatedly because all the race scenes are just... It's so obvious. She's just so much better than everyone. She's better than everyone in the entire series. and just It makes me roll my eyes. 
whatever, one character, everyone else is great. Seven out of ten. Now, the thing about Rogue One is it's not one of those things where they didn't get the basics right. Everything's kind of laid out. So I'm going to say the things I liked about it. The, the, the droid RK-202 SDO-409, I don't know what his name is. It was Alan Tudyk. He was the, they, they reprogrammed an Imperial droid. He's awesome. He was super fun. Good lines, good jokes. All of his scenes were great. Um, Vader goes on a rampage at the end of the movie, kills a bunch of guys. It's awesome. It is one of the coolest scenes in movies. The last 15, 20 minutes of the movie, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. But the other hour and 40 minutes is terrible. The first act is really disjointed. The editing is really bad. Oh, I have to also point out the, the title screen. It doesn't have the Star Wars scroll. But it, it, it reminded me of Fanboys. If you've ever seen Fanboys and it, like it, it says like a long, long time ago. It, like it, it starts off like the Star Wars thing. But it says Fanboys and it plays a music that sounds like a, a ripoff of the Spaceballs music. Not even Star Wars and it's really crappy. That's what this felt like. It said Rogue One. But it, it didn't have the Star Wars font, which I thought was weird, and it didn't play the Star Wars music, so it just it, it was really weird to me, and I thought that should have set the tone for the rest of the movie. The editing, it goes from one location to another location to another location to another location, and it's not really telling you what's going on, and you're not getting an idea for what's going on. It, it kind of seems like, oh, there's a mystery, we're going to have to put it all together, but it's really disjointed, but it's just really dull. Nothing really happens. So the plot of the movie is, it's not that they're trying to steal the plans for the Death Star. They're trying to find what's-her-name's dad to kill him. And then incidentally, oh, he told us that there's plans for the Death Star and we can, we can steal him there. That's the last part of the movie. That is the third act. So the first two acts, find this guy and kill him. There's one really cool sequence in the first act where Donnie Yen does his, his martial arts stick bopping. It's really cool. And I wanted to go, okay, yeah, Donnie Yen's, this guy's awesome. What a, what a great character. But the whole time he's blind monk and he says, I am, I am the force, the force is with me. I am the force, the force is with me. I'm the force, the force is with me. I'm not exaggerating. This is just, it's what he does. That, that's his character. He's a, a monk that prays over and over. This movie did not have the bare minimum. The characters are so paper thin. There, there's not even like a line of like, we're the good guys. We need to do what's right. No one has any real motivation other than the Empire's bad and we got to stop them because they're bad. And I get that. But I have a feeling if you ask the screenwriters of this movie, hey, why are these characters doing this? Because Donnie Yen, the monk, you know, the blind guy, and then his friend with the big gun, they just show up and hang out. They, they help them, yeah, but they don't know them. They don't have a scene where they talk or ask their names. They just show up, and then they just, they just run away with, with the, the main characters. It's Everything, it just feels, it feels like how a kid would write a movie. Like, okay, well, then, the, then they would meet these guys, and, well, this guy's got, like, a stick, and then this guy's got like a big gun and he kills a lot of people. And then they meet the, the good guys. And then they're going to run away together because they need more people on their team. I really am not making this up. The, the positive reviews for this are really mind-boggling. 
So some people may accuse me, oh, you're just a hater. You're being a hater. No, I, I don't want to hate things. I want to like things. I, I didn't want to dislike it. But it's just so fucking boring. I would never say, hire me to edit a big budget Hollywood film. But I could have cut the first 30 minutes much better than this. In fact, when I can get it on home video, I'm going to do that. And I'm, I'm going to cut it and make it more coherent. Everything in it is... It feels, it, it feels like, like I, don't, I didn't a- answer this, but like if you ask the screenwriters, why are these people doing it? They would say, ah, they just would. God. There, no one has any motivation. No one has any character. Because I'm trying to be as spoiler-free as possible. I, but it's, it's hard to describe a movie like this because I, I hate this, this execution. Now, the, the Marvel movies, not everyone likes them. And be, because of this movie, I now understand why someone says, oh, I don't like Iron Man 2, or I don't like Age of Ultron, or I don't, I don't like Thor, The Dark World. I now get it. There are movies that... See, I, I like the Marvel movies, and I am biased because I grew up on Marvel. I, I grew up on it. I read, I read Marvel comics all the time as a kid. So I'm a little biased, so I see something that's coherent, and it works for me. Because that's the thing about the Marvel movies. They're coherent. you got these nice, tight stories. Rogue One isn't coherent. It, it's someone pitched an idea. So this is what I, what I learned in film school, was you're pitching a movie to a studio. You have to pitch it in one or two lines. So the, the example is Titanic, Boy Meets Girl, Boat Sinks. I mean, that's that's... It's a joke, but that that gives you a rough idea. Pam, stop it. But anyway, I feel like Rogue One was pitched. A group of rebels steal the plans for the Death Star. Oh my gosh, this dog. So the, a group of rebels steal the plan for the Death Star. And that was all they had. So they steal the plans, but they don't do that until the last 30 minutes of the movie. Yeah, and there's like the big Star Wars space battle at the end, and there's some interesting stuff. The co- there's a there's a few cool things in there, but overall, it, it's that that poor thing of we bit off more than we could chew. We had a good idea. They they had an M Night Shyamalan. They had a good idea that they couldn't follow through with. All in all, this is a bad movie. Skip it. Sorry, do not see it. I give it three out of ten. There's things in it that I liked, but more often than, than not, I was laughing at the stupidity and the absurdity. The reason I brought up that Daisy Ridley was a good actress is because the girl who played the main character in this, Jin, she wasn't really the main character. Diego Luna was the pretty much the main character, the Captain Cassian Andor, or Captain Cassian Argo, whatever. He was good. He was actually good. He almost had some character development. Jin had none. And she was terrible. She was awful. I thought she was the most unbelievable, just, just terrible. And the, one of the main reasons why I wanted to talk about this was because I started watching uh, Once Upon a Time, and I, I got up to season four. <clears throat> if you like, or if you watch that show, it's a good show. Season four is Frozen. 
Frozen was a thing that I was hit over the head over and over and was forced down my throat. Oh my God, it's amazing. It finally, the Disney movie about a princess that, that doesn't need a man. It's not about her waiting around for just a man. What movies are you motherfuckers watching? It's only feminists that believe this shit. Because people that live in reality, they know that this isn't how it works. And, okay, I did not like Frozen. I didn't like Frozen because I felt like the whole movie was an excuse to get to the next song. And everything felt really disjointed from the film itself. It felt like a, a series of clips that was just thrown together. Sure, if you want to say, oh, well, Let It Go is a good song and it's nice to have a, a Disney princess who's not whatever. Pocahontas, Little Mermaid, Belle. These are far from, I just need a man. Yeah, Belle ended up with Beast, you know, Pocahontas, and you know, Mel Gibson, and you know, Little Mermaid and Prince Eric, but Little Mermaid wasn't just like, oh, I wish that I had a man. She wanted to be in the human world, and you know what? A, a man is a good link to it. Yeah, sure, it's nice. Frozen's about sisterly love. Okay, well, but what else you got? You can't just have this one thing, because this is my problem with the whole we need a strong woman argument is you, you take something like Frozen. Well, look, it's about sisterly love. They don't need a man. Yeah, okay, so you're going to dismiss those things where the girls want the man? Everything else in, in The Little Mermaid, um, Sleeping Beauty, I love Sleeping Beauty, by the way, uh, Beauty and the Beast, Beauty and the Beast is my favorite, or Snow White, all those other things, because the, the women end up with men, because they do, you're gonna dismiss all the other aspects of those movies. Like you're just, you're not satisfied. You, it, this is the crazy thing. It's not that you have to have it all. You want one specific thing to the point where you don't care about anything else. Season four of Once Upon a Time is far better than Frozen. Cause I did not like Frozen. When I saw it, I said, why do people like this movie? And I know a lot of little girls like it, but you, you're shoving this idea down people's throats that men don't care about women. Men don't respect women. We need more strong female characters because Hollywood hates men or women. Hollywood patriarchy. They hate women. That, that, that's it. That, it's got to be that. It couldn't be that there's been strong female characters. And again, Ray, Daisy Ridley, very organic. It felt very natural. The way she was written was poor, but Jin was poorly acted and poorly written. It felt so sterile. There's a scene where her dad is giving a speech through the, the Help Me Obi-Wan Kenobi, You're My Only Hope hologram. And she cries. And it's the most unconvincing cry I've ever seen. It, it would be like someone who's never seen someone cry and has never cried themselves trying to act like they're crying based on someone who wrote down the description of a cry. And then your, your face, your face crinkles and your eyes squint and then your mouth bends at, at the it bends at the at the bottom lip and at the corners of the mouth and the, the it pulls up and downwards forming an umbrella of your mouth like that's what it felt like she's like <laughs> I, i'm really not exaggerating I, I i i'm not just trying to make fun of it i'm not trying to be like the maddox or the the nostalgia critic that's just making fun of it and being over the top. It was genuinely embarrassing. 
I could feel like she was trying to laugh and then they left it in there because her crying was, was less convincing. Sure, if you want, if you want more strong female characters. Okay, I am open to it. But it has to feel organic. You can't hit me over the head with it. The perfect example is Ghostbusters. These women had easy mode. They were not strong. They were not independent. They were dependent on the government, for, for goodness sake. This, this was just silly. So, like, like Suicide Squad, oh, Harley Quinn. Yeah, she's a strong, independent woman. Really? Because she looks awful tied down to that Joker character who's the biggest retard on the planet. I, I, think, I think he has Down syndrome. Sorry about that. So the, I think the the Joker was, it's like the opposite of, oh, this is a healthy relationship. Oh, the strong, independent woman. I just lost my train of thought. Jesus, now I'm embarrassed. But you, you, you have your gin or so, and it's clearly like, look, we have strong, empowered women. Hear me roar. Every time she did something, it was, I'm woman, hear me roar. So the, they were like, we're uh, captain's like, I'm going to go get Galen Orso. That's Mads Mikkelsen. You know, what's her name's dad? And she's like, okay. And then he goes out and she's like, oh, whatever. I'm going anyway. And she just sneaks around him somehow and actually gets to the landing pad that he's on. I don't know. It's, it, it doesn't feel organic. If you give me a strong woman like a Ripley or a Scully or a Sarah Connor, like these are all believable women. You buy into it. They don't feel like, well, it's time to get a strong woman. Let, write, write her down. We, we, we gotta, we, we gotta have one. Check, get the checklist. Cause what's now? Well, we need a strong gay man. All right, put it on the list. How about a strong transgender? How about a strong other kin? How about, a, how about a strong wheelchair-bound midget? Like, where do you go from there? I, I've, obviously, I'm not comparing women to midgets in a wheelchair. But I'm comparing the, the checklist of we need more diversity because the, the movie was diverse. It had a lot of non-whites because that's what we all know diversity means. It means non-whites because of white people, you have enough men, you have enough. So you knock things that are successful, leftists, SJWs, feminists, because it's leftists. Let, let's be real. It's, you don't have conservative women out there saying there's too, too many men in movies change Movies. Yeah, I'm not saying that there aren't conservative women that are that call themselves feminists that say there are too many men in movies, but they're not demanding you change an entire industry to cater to them. That's the problem I have. So Rogue One, skip it because the whole thing feels so flat and sterile. Season four of Once Upon a Time, I do recommend Once Upon a Time. This has three female leads. And it feels very organic. The girl that plays Snow White when she's Mary Margaret. Uh, I'm not going to even explain this show. When she's Mary Margaret, it feels very organic. She's very likable. I like it. When she's Snow White, it feels very ham-fisted and cheesy. Because the actress doesn't look like a convincing, strong woman. But the, the woman who plays the evil queen is a convincing, strong woman. And the girl who plays the main girl, Emma, is a, she's a good, strong woman because... She's strong, but she's very vulnerable. She has emotions that she's not quite in check with. She gets angry. She makes bad decisions based on... She feels like a real person. That's what I like. When you give me a strong woman, it needs to be a, a strong woman. So she has to have female qualities. And Jin 
it, it, it's a man that they cast as a woman. So when Gavin McInnes, he said this, he made this Ghostbusters video and said, you know, I, I don't have any problem with you making women leads. I have a problem with you turning into men. This is the prime example. So the prime example is Jin is not a woman. I would argue that Ray is in the same boat. Ray does not have very many feminine qualities. But again, I don't like Ray at all, so I don't need to talk about it any further. But Jin, of course, I don't like it at all. But I still need to, to wrap this up. Jin is the what happens when we need a strong woman. Okay, hey, script guy, make sure the lead is a woman. You get these SJW, almost always leftists are the most sexist and racist people imaginable. They're completely out of touch with the rest of the world. So they write this woman who's like the most unbelievable woman. And her introduction is they, they break her out of prison and then the guy says, do you want to, do you want to be free? And then she just starts attacking the rebels. It, yeah, she's tough. Grr. So this is the result. And Marvel announced their Captain Marvel movie and, or sorry, yeah, Captain Marvel. Miss Marvel, Carol Danvers, that, during the Dark Reign period, that was one of my favorite titles. I love Miss Marvel. Miss Marvel's a great character. I liked her costume when it was like the leotard with the high boots. Not because it was sexy, but it just, it feels like this is her costume. This is what she looks like. Yes, they've changed it to make it less sexy and make it more of a uniform. Maybe it's more practical. I don't know. I was not expecting them to put her in the sexy unitard in the movie. I'm not expecting it. That's silly. But I'm worried that Captain Marvel is still going to come off as this kind of gin thing. And sorry, Hollywood. These people, SJWs, they're not your friend. They're not the ones paying the big bucks. Those, those people that you say, oh, these chauvinists that tip their fedoras, these, these men's rights activists, yeah, these, these neckbeards, sorry, those are the guys that are seeing your movies. Those are the guys buying your toys. Those are the guys, I, I have a Max Rebo live at Jabba's Palace poster. I'm your demographic. And then you, you just listen to, to over 35 minutes of me speaking ill about your agenda and your narrative. I, I'm sorry, my, my room is, I got posters everywhere. I own over 500 movies. I have paraphernalia. I buy this shit. I buy it because I like it. I like it because it appeals to me. It appeals to me because they have good characters in... This is not just Marvel Comics and Star Wars movies. Just movies in general, nerd culture, comic books, books, TV. I like it because I like the characters. Fantastic Beasts sucked because I didn't like the characters. Dan Fogler was great, but Harry Potter is great because I love all the characters. Harry's a great character. Ron and Hermione are great characters. Snape's a great character. Dumbledore's a great character. Voldemort's a great villain. These are great characters. Fantastic Beasts. You gave a you casted or not casted, but you written main wrote the main characters autistic. Great. How diverse. The movie sucked. Star Wars Rogue One or Rogue One, a Star Wars story, sucked. Not because the main character was woman, but because the main character was unlikable and unbelievable and inorganic. The acting was bad. Star Wars is great. Not because the main character is a white male but because the main characters are likable, they're believable, they're human, 
They're relatable. Luke Skywalker is relatable. Leia is a great character. That is a strong, independent woman. I like that. I don't like Leia because deep down she wants to fall in love with Han Solo and marry him. That has nothing to do with it. I like Han Solo because he's a badass. He's likable. He has a lot of flaws. He's not great, but he's human. You know, he's the, the thief with the heart of gold. He's a scoundrel. He's a rogue. He's dashing. He's likable. Likable is the key word. I don't like things on principle. One of my friends, he was telling me about the new, new season of American Horror Story and how he loved it, and he thought it was the best season. This was when he was like three or four episodes in, and I said, really? I, nothing interesting's happened. I hate it. It's dull. It's laughably bad. And he said to me, and I think this is kind of telling of, of a lot of people, I like more the idea than the execution. You do not make a billion dollars at the box office because of your idea that's good. It's your execution. I saw Iron Man eight times in theaters. I saw The Dark Knight five times in IMAX. I saw The Avengers three times. I saw Winter Soldier twice. I don't see movies multiple times in theaters. I, I saw X-Men Apocalypse twice. I don't see movies multiple times in theaters because I liked the idea. That's what happened with Ghostbusters. All these women said, we should like it. They never went back to it. And a lot of their friends, they probably said, well, is it good? Well, well, not really, but you should still support it anyway. And their friends are going, well, it's not really good. I mean, $15 is a lot of money for a movie. There you have it. I see movies over and over, not because the color or the gender of the characters, but because I like it. I never want to see Rogue One again. Maybe down the line I might buy The Force Awakens on Blu-ray. It might, it might, I might warm up to it. I've, I've since disavowed the special editions. I hate them. I have the despecialized editions, which I watch. And whenever I do, I always, I always get a, a big smile, sometimes a, a tear to my eye at the very end. My God, I love Star Wars. This is filmmaking. This is movie magic. Rogue One is marketing. I think we can get by because Tumblr seems to be loud. And if you've been in a room that's loud, it's usually because it's full of people. But sorry, it's just loud because these are crazy people and they just scream at the top of their lungs. Have a nice night.